conversations here when Ryan Stone is is apparently not here. So how is it? How is it both our problem? I'm here. Um, I'm just recording some stuff. Oh, you like your video game? Yeah. What are you playing, Ryan? Uh, Zomboy. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. It's. Very fancy it, thing. It's a millennial thing, not a boomer it's, thing. It's a, no, it's a rhinestone it's... thing. You just won't get it. Because you need an IQ of 186,000. Yeah, yeah, you won't get it. Yeah, yeah I got I, my I, mug. Hey, Aaron, we, since Ryan is here, we need to have a little intermission. Because I found okay. something out today. Intervention okay. or intermission? Yeah, intermission. Uh, intervention, intervention, Ryan. Intervention. intervention. Uh, What's this about ESL you shit. not liking the fake boobies? Me? Clary, oh. did you hear? I like, like fake them. boobies. What are you talking no, about? Ryan they don't doesn't. Feel right. They don't feel right, and uh, girls start treating them like like designer bags. I just don't like the vibe. I don't know. People are allowed to be wrong, Jack. It's mm. a free country. You know well, what? We, if we I would rather, I'd rather natties. But if it's a choice between a girl with an A cup and fake boobs, fine. Fine. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. I could live with this. I'm not saying mac and cheese sucks. I'm just saying I prefer ice cream. I, I agree. I mean, if I had to, if I had to, I guess I would go natural, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I would prefer natural, but no, give cool. me the tig old bitties. I don't care how. You as long as she passes the pencil test, just What's saying. The pencil test, like <laughs> big boobs. Like room. there's a difference between big and firm. You also All have right. a firm big, All you right. know. But like she can have like an E cup, but then you can like stick your entire hand under it. It's like mm, I'd rather go for the f- firm B cup then. Know what I'm saying? Like they protrude they they out. Can't, they can't hang down enough that you can hold a pencil in there. Bingo. Well, like that, that chick I, I was boobs? showing on Twitter from TikTok. She was French. She put like a whole bottle of pills in there, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's new. I know wait they a, put their phone in that wait, bra, wait but the medication underneath. It's like, whoa. Uh, uh, I'm I'm just trying to think of the natural form of like a healthy woman's boob. Like, wouldn't most girls be able to hold a pencil? Assuming you don't have like an A cup or some, you know, mosquito bites. Well, wouldn't isn't there some? The idea is you don't want them to be sagging. Okay, yes. all right. Well, I think a pencil is a bit much. Well, because we're men, I'm... of course, are going to exaggerate it to make your point, sir. Oh, okay, all right. You mean to hey, tell uh, me, Jack, guys? <laughs> how uh, do you get your do you get your black widow spider there? <sighs> Unfortunately, it's like, <laughs> show that to the it's camera. A... I hate this thing. Why do you have that? Because so... Cappy knows I hate these things, and he took the effort to. Ca- How did you do this? So that girl was hanging above the door frame after uh, a freeze, which I was shocked because I don't want to get bit by a black widow spider, but they got him out here. And this was after season, and she must have been feasting because she's huge. And I was like, uh-huh. where the hell did it? So there I am with chemical spray going through the house again, vacuuming up. Like, I, I was pretty good on top. I'm like, how did this one get here? So I knew that you hated them, and naturally, that meant I had to capture and save one for you. And I'd always been intending on putting them in resin and, like, sending them to the nieces because then they could take it to show and tell. Dude, this is the most amazing story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, no. I appreciate you going <laughs> through the effort of sending me something I hate so much. I know, I know, because I knew you'd hate it so much, and that makes me happy. Your you know what I don't hate? Sustains me. What's that? This is Dutch glory. Right? Oh, is it? Is that oh, like? Is that at that least, licorice? at least you Dutch people got good chocolate. I'll grant, I'll grant you that. Dude, their liquor like... sucks dick. 
<laughs> that triple salted shit. You guys are like, I love chewing on my shoes. No, this is, and I wonder if Cappy can pronounce it. Mm. Paper noten. Paper noten. Oh, paper noten. Well, how, I actually how got that quite right. Noten. That's not that hard. So it's spiced biscuit. Here, I'll show you. But oh, then in this bad. form, covered in chocolate. Uh-huh. And it's a center class thing. So it's like our Santa. Black But Pete. he comes earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, Black Pete. Pete. That's the one. Yeah, I know about Justin Pete, Trudeau. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is true Dutch culture right there. But like the it it probably won't be celebrated in 10 years anymore. But hey, we've got spice biscuit covered in chocolate. By the way, I have a fitness channel, if you're wondering. <laughs> Oh, we're live. Yeah, we are live. Yeah, we, this is how we always do. This is how we always roll because, you know, old man roll is going to get here 10 minutes late. You know, who knows? Well, they're running or... him up a flagpole. Well, they always are. That's part of being Rolo. He should just have that scheduled in his daily schedule. Welcome back, mm. Jack. It's good to see you again on Twitter. Did I give you uh, a good send in? Like you walked into this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, that was a heartfelt welcome from you. I really like that. I read that. I'm like, uh-huh. Oh, I'm happy you're back, Jack. I am. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you know this, but there's a lot of bullshit on Twitter. And to see you on there is like one less bullshit. Oh, that yeah. means a lot coming from you guys. Well, from Ryan, not from Cappy. I mean, he and doesn't I... know the feeling of happiness anymore. I don't know. It's been a long time. That's, you should uh... enjoy it, man. I got a sa- I got the full Salmon Rushdie this week. I'm, I'm loving life. You got the full <laughs> Salmon Rushdie? What's that? You're going to read a book by him or what? No, no. Don't you remember when they got the fatwa on him because he was writing about Muhammad or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. It's Abu American's losing his shit because Mish and I made like one joke. <laughs> about that, what? Salmon well, Rushdie? Muhammad. No, Muhammad, his first wife was an older woman and she was wealthy. And okay. so she loved him so much that she funded his empire or whatever. Okay. And I go, oh, so it's like the world's first sugar mama. And I, and I guess there's, yeah, well. Is that haram or? Uh, apparently not. Oh. And so okay. 530 in the morning, I get like a blast of shit in my DMs. And I'm like, holy Jesus, dude. Like, I didn't even remember what this was about. I had to go look it up. Like, that's how mm. flippant it was. Damn it. I can't keep up with this hair. Look at that. Fitch even Look at that, beard. Fitch. Look at that, yeah. Glorious. It doesn't scare little children anymore. Nope. Ooh, and the soul patch. I haven't seen those in since yep. like the 2000s, bringing it back. Yep, yep, yep. I, uh, I, the kids saw some old photos and I had the soul patch. So uh, they asked what that hideous thing was. So I had to bring it back. And oh, you got to do it then. Yeah. I they hate it. You, you got to do it. Now, yeah. Yeah. I love How it. old are your kids, Fitch? Eight and 10. Oh, yeah. You, that's that's where well, you just mess so with them fun. the entire time. Yeah. Yep. That's fun. Did you ever have the frosted tips of your hair in the 2000s? I did have blonde hair for a little bit. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I grew my, I, I had long blonde hair for a short period. You should frost Kurt Cobain tips. phase. Yeah. <laughs> you should frost the tips again and say, hey, kids, we're going back to 2001. I Dude, it's 2008. That was mine. Frosted then, tips. Uh, you, frosted you, tips, you know, blue contacts. She started and, and everybody started dyeing their hair. So. Yeah, yeah. I only had blonde hair when I was like really young, and then it just darkened through the years. It's my Naturally, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm a natural blonde. Really? <laughs> Te- I'm technically, blonde. I'm technically a really dirty blonde. I bet you are. I'll I'm bet a very, you are. Very dirty blonde. So Ooh. I feel even <laughs> the dirtiest well, wait, hang on, blonde. Hang on. Welcome What's to Rule Zero, everybody. Wasn't that wasn't that what we did anyway when we were kids? Like you go play out in the sun. 
all day that you bleach out your hair anyway and you're like super tan like yeah. that happen to every kid yeah yeah it does get lighter uh people used to put um sun in or lemon juice in their hair and it just that being in the sun would lighten it i think we just i got pictures of us from the 80s where we're like we, we look like we're, we're tan and then we just got bright blonde hair because it was just bleached out man those are good mm -hmm. times we lost it to feminism too what horse shit darn feminism foiled again do we well, know who is and is not showing up to this thing it's just like whoever comes comes, comes but i lost my daughter to feminism i actually want to know where you came up with that title i'm fairly curious uh because there's a bunch of articles uh let me, let me catch up the on this are the 57 then five bucks official pencil test if she fully raises her arms and the pencil doesn't fall out she fails the test all right that's ah. that makes a little more sense because i was about to say we're, we're being pretty hard on women because i think there is a little they're boobs they're going to droop a little bit even the good ones well we have the technology they don't have to that's the point <laughs> all right we'll I go jog. ahead and start because we have I, the technology uh... <laughs> if they don't though then it's like fake boob thing and the fake boob thing just reminds me of trans stuff so mm. we don't do that here i'm kind of <laughs> over that speaking of strands uh so I, let's go ahead and do this then we can all go home <laughs> yeah. we cannot uh, so ryan asked like where did i get this um i don't know if you guys have heard of a couple articles but there was enough that it it, it popped up and then you start thinking about it like oh yeah this is this has kind of been happening in the background and turning up ever since we were younger um, did you hear about the that biracial girl that at her father's funeral she just tirated against yep. him being a racist and a Trump supporter and all that? What mm -hmm. the fuck? Yeah, yeah. that. Um, this, and this, yeah, it all it all comes down to the same thing. The, the guy we watched, the guy flip out and flip the Thanksgiving table over. Oh yeah, right? that one was awesome. <laughs> Sad guy. <laughs> all these kids making you know whatever. It all stems from the exact same place. Parents do not communicate to their children that they give a damn about them. Okay. They care more about their job. They care more about money and having things than they do about spending time with their children, actually spending time with their children. You go on vacation and you don't spend time with you put them in that day. The kids care. So they play with other kids the whole time and you don't have to fucking see them or take care of them. You, you have nannies, you have uh, somebody babysitting. You're never, spending time with them like the, the parents today that's been happening for a while and it's getting worse is like the parents hate their children it's like mm -hmm. why do you even have the kids you don't even spend time with them right. oh I, I work extra hours so i can have more money to spend send them to this private extra school and they can stay late until 6 p.m and then the nanny will pick them up and then i'll kiss them when they're in bed good night but they called the nanny mama uh the kid uh, uh doesn't no. they, doesn't speak english he speaks spanish <laughs> like the name he's <laughs> two in spanish all the time it's the same shit and then i watched um two women have the podcast or whatever talking they're like oh i i just oh, we're having prayers with the kids and the kids are like oh uh i pray that mommy doesn't have to work anymore because <laughs> the kid is so starving <laughs> for attention oh. and then they go into like ranting on the kid and like oh well i just think they're trying to make us feel guilty and they're like yeah fuck that kid like it's like, no, you're the problem. You're the problem. Spend some fucking time with your kids. Just fuck them kids. Watch the movie with them. Sit down with them. Play the fucking game. So good night, so everybody. All right, we see. I wonder problem, why. Really. I wonder why the kids are so messed up today. I wonder. Well, and see, I, I, 
that has been a, a, a running theme, like where the parents have had no investment in the children. Many years ago, I calculated your teachers are going to spend three times the amount uh, with your children than you teachers. are. But this is a, a it's I, I agree with Fitch. It's kind of it hails from the same problem, but this is kind of starting to take on its own unique thing. It's becoming even more extreme. So here you have it's one thing for your kids to strike out. Here you have a full grown adult adult uh, child using her father's funeral as an opportunity to promote leftist politics and racial politics. And all. By the way, she was biracial as well. I think the, the, the well, mother was black. Doing it to get attention. She doesn't. Well, right, right. But just hang on. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. But let me, let me paint this. Cause this is, this is a trend now here that that's happening. Did you guys hear about the gal that had to get deprogrammed? Uh, her parents paid a deprogrammer to deprogrammer from attending Holyoke college. What's Holyoke College? Holyoke is a liberal arts college over in the uh, east of the Mississippi where all the morons in the country live. And she went there and then her parents ended up paying, legit paid like $300 an hour to have someone come in and professionally deprogram her. And then she's been interviewed on on Fox News or whatever uh, because she had, and no one heard about this? No. I've not heard about it. No. Last I heard about this was when they were trying to deprogram the gay out of kids. I didn't realize they're doing the other thing now. Well, right. 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 And then I, this is anecdotal, but I, I know a, a, a friend of the family, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Same thing. The the guy, a white man married a black woman, uh, has two daughters, uh, biracial. Daughters go off to college. Guess what? They come back and guess what? He's the white devil. It's like, you're half white, you two freaking morons. But they went off to college and they came back and now, and now their politics are there. And then perhaps the most extreme, have any of you been paying attention to this popularity of gender reassignment surgery or top <laughs> surgery? You can't avoid mm-hmm. it, man, if you're on Twitter. Well, yeah. no, I'm, and or admittedly, the, the Internet's going to focus on, on, the, on the train wrecks. But you see, if you go out there and you start searching around, this is a groundswell, I would guess, to say. Like, we're starting to see the beginning of it. It's starting to become a fad or a popularity trend. And it, and again, there are some boys who approach this, but this is predominantly young women. Yep. And I'm wondering, this, it, it has, I'm kind of wondering, what the hell does this have in terms of effect for family, guys who may want to raise their children? Uh, people, if you're a dad and heaven help you if you have a daughter, because I have a feeling this is going to be a very real problem men face. So I'd like to tackle this topic. And kind of get all of us who don't have uh well Fitch, you got a daughter or no? No, no daughters. Two sons. Look at you all virile. You know, yeah. I was trying I was gonna get Pop in on this, uh, because he does have daughters, but he was busy. Yeah, that's uh, a difficult one because <clears throat> you're you're gonna be a monster. <laughs> you're telling them the truth and like really, I mean the only thing you can do, I think, is is lead and show, demonstrate. I don't think you can sit down and have message, you know, sit down and have a heart to heart talk with your daughter about this stuff. I think you just have to like lead your, your, your baby mama in the right way and spend time, actually put in time, let them know that they, you care because you're there. Mm. So you would, well, you would say, thing... oh, go ahead. Go ahead Aaron. Oh, I was me? just going right. to say, so you, you would say it's just not participating in your show, which I, which I agree with. It's a huge thing because you're not around. You're not, they don't get to see you. They don't get to see you operate. They don't get to see you do things and accomplish things and fail. 
and you know your kids should see you fail and how you react to the failure and all all that stuff is important yeah like i'm with fitch on this i was thinking about this everybody always treats kids like you can just manipulate anybody they're just blank slates you can fill their head with whatever and they'll do whatever you think i'm like these are young adults they're not stupid and if this is the best option for them not one person has asked well what's the alternative like john was saying with the parents or just if your dad is such a piece of shit that like oh gender reassignment surgery and stuff sounds better maybe there's some like internal self-assessment that needs to happen among the parenting types that's my thought yeah, yeah i mean yeah it is the kids like, like they, Rolo, they, yeah, they get, they get daughter, no attention like they get no like pats on the head they get no cookies for good behavior or anything it's just the parents are just well, kind of we... there and ignore them. And then when they finally get to be around other people, then they get all this attention. Like, oh, my God. You're so beautiful and strong. Cut your tits off. And then they think it's a great idea. <laughs> legit. Legit. No, no doubt. But that's – and see, that's what I'm asked because I think Ryan kind of hit it is, is there's like power vacuums. Like there has to be a leader. It's not like someone just chooses. Mm-hmm. But if there is no obvious leader, someone's going to be pulled into it. And I'm wondering, have fathers failed their daughters so much? Because I am going to lay this down at the responsibility of the fathers. You do have a responsibility to lead and guide your family. I don't care about the excuses. We'll get the excuses later. But if you do not paint a picture, a point, a purpose in life to your children, but specifically your daughters, there is now a purpose or an agency vacuum. And that will be gladly filled in with your teachers and your especially when you get on to college. My question is, are men failing that much of their children, particularly their daughters, to paint some kind of point and purpose and le- reason in life that if they just go off to college, they can be their brains can be filled with anything? Mm. Yes. OK, good. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, and I don't like who's going to. Well, it's just that nobody seems to have any self-awareness. They're not actually treating this as a real problem. It's mm-hmm. not even their kids. Like as much as that kid going to the funeral and like my dad was a white male. What the fuck? <laughs> the parents are just treating this as like their own Fox News talk point. See what the damn liberals are doing? It's like, dude, that's your fucking kids. What are you doing? But well, they don't seem doing... to care other than like the points they can make in their little social circles. And I don't know why Americans have you guys always been this political, or is it once you all stopped watching football? You decided like, everything went to hell. No, it, it started. The stuff started around like 2010, whatever. All the fallout. You had you had the 9/11, the wars, uh, the financial crisis, the bailouts, and then um, the whole. What, what was the New York Stock Exchange? The Occupy Wall Street. Occupy oh, Wall yeah. Street. I think yeah. when that that was like a catalyst to the wokeism started out a little bit because you had oh, the, the Edward Snowden, the Edward Snowden that, uh, revelations. You had. Uh, the other guy who turned into a girl who had some whatever insider whistleblowing stuff going on. And then it just snowballed into this chaos. I'm, I'm just wondering, I, I, I would have to interview each father and figure it out, but I am fully I know what you're going to say. Well, well, spending, but, uh, spending time with your kids doesn't pay the bills. Right. No, I, and I, I get I, the same pushback on, on Twitter when I mention something about putting in time with your kids instead of making money mm-hmm. yeah but isn't I, this a maxim clary always used to say like don't stop having kids you can't afford i mean very, and jo- john brought true. up a good point in the beginning and clary has said this a dozen times a lot of people have kids as a check mark they don't yes. have kids for the name and for the family and because they want to love somebody and things like that no i think it's it would a be check fun mark. to do i thought having kids would be a blast it is 
<laughs> but it's like it's for it's for the girl there with to say to her friends, "Oh, look, I got a kid. Oh, where is he? Oh, he's at daycare, but I do have him." Yeah. Look, the mark is could, checked. Could we also yeah. then say that? Along with these, uh, now this would be you're coming from a broken home where, where the father is just completely fucking ballless or absent, mm. where the mom puts on the, the bumper sticker that I have a special mm. needs child who has autism or autism awareness and all that. And now, because I, I mean, let's what is the average age of an adult for a teenage girl probably be in the 40s or 50s? This is kind of our age. So this is going to be our generation of, of laughable jokes of, of adults and parents. <laughs> that they would actually take pride in the fact that their kid got te- gender reassignment surgery or that their daughter is a feminist. I'm wondering, cause I, the, the dads are there cause they had the kid. All right. And I'm aware that either through divorce or the power of the courts that the dad may be completely removed and neutered from this situation. So I could see that. But then when there is a dad present, he, apparently he's still not participating at all, providing any kind of leadership or guidance. Mm-hmm. And now, like I said before, there's this vacuum that comes in and now the teachers are only more than happy to come in and, mm-hmm. and leave that. So are these kids just effed? Is this just kind of, that's it. No dads are participating or do, do we Depends. have these guys that coming in saying, Oh, I tried, but you don't understand. The, the no, it's, the it's, it's the father's fault. It's the father's fault. And you're being pussies. If your dad's out there and you are failing your pussies. Okay. Well, because I, I went through this shit where I had somebody who was like, no, we got to put him in daycare or whatever. Like you're at home. You're not fucking doing anything. Why do we have to put him in daycare? Oh no. We have to spend him $20,000 a year per kid in his fucking daycare. Stupid. Um, I fought back. I said, no, I took the kids to work with me. I took them to training. I, they sat there so in the, the gym. took the kids to the octagon. I, I, I had to stop in between rounds to change diapers and take <laughs> kids to shit in the bathroom. Like, I made that effort. I made that exercise part of what was going to happen. Because damn, the John, other option was fantastic. I abandoned my kids. I focused only on fighting and work. My career probably would have done much better, but like I wasn't doing that to my kids. I wasn't abandoning my kids and putting them in daycare with people I don't know. And I'm going to work extra hours and, and spend extra money to do it. I wasn't doing it. So I was like, all right, you know what? They're just coming to, they're coming to the gym with me. I'm taking them to the gym with me. We'll figure it out there. They can play with the pads and build forts. That's way nice. more, way, way more, more uh, better for their development than, than having some person ignore them or get beat up by some other kids or some other crap that you're trying to excuse. It's not, it's not cool. Just spend time with your kids. Make, make a move, move to a different state, move to a different country. I don't care. Like prioritize your freaking children because the rest of us are the ones who suffer for your retards going crazy and cutting shit off. (laughs) Yeah. We get to pay for them. But it's funny you mentioned that, Fitz. Like, I have one friend who has married, has two kids. I always call him my tradcom friend. Uh, and, I, yeah, even though, like, he's in you – can, you can stand him, sort of say. He's not really tradcom. But I asked him because he knows what I do online. And I asked him, like, yeah, the topic tonight is, uh, like, losing my daughter to feminism. And he actually has a daughter. And I'm like, what would you like to hear if you were to listen to that? He's like, well – the thing is, like, because he knows what's going on, he's like, as a father, I just think you need to be present. Like, I want to be involved at school, where it's like, um, how do you call that? The teacher, teacher, right, counselor meeting, things like that. Like, get involved in your kid's school. 
get to know the teachers, know what the curriculum is, just be present, spend time with them, like John Fitz says. So he, as a dad, just had the same train of thought where it's like, no, you need to bring them up with um, certain values and just watch them like a hawk when you send them to public school. Mm-hmm. You just need to do that. We now know what's the going on in school. school. <laughs> yeah, just do homeschooling. But in the Netherlands, that's yeah, it's practically impossible. Homeschooling or private, if you can afford it. Mm-hmm. But in the Netherlands, that's kind of yeah, like I said, it's practically impossible. Though they could go the route of um, certain religion, where it's like, yeah, we can't find a school because of our religion. It could go that route, but even then, they will make you jump all sorts of hurdles. So I wonder, it, yeah, and it's, it goes deep. Like you have to, you have to go through their homework, do the homework with them, read the books with them. Like there, there was some, there was some uh, man. Like the, the kids were reading something about um, some some discoverer who started, you know, uh, a church or something like that in California. And then like they had a brief paragraph about like the local, <laughs> the local tribes or whatever. And like, oh, they, the local tribes lived here in peace until until the. Uh, whatever the church people came and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't sound very truthful. So like I made the kid, we Googled it up and we looked whatever like, Oh yeah. And there, no, look, see, they were warring. They were killing each other. There's baby sacrifices in this group. Like, because the book wasn't going to be like realistic and say what actually happened. It was some kind of like pandering bull crap about, Oh, everything was peaceful and everybody loved everybody before the white guy came to California. I was like, oh, no, yeah, like, like Indians always love each other. Like, they show them like actually show them the actual history because they're gonna they're gonna give it some kind of liberal washing um, at the school. So you gotta you gotta watch that stuff. You know, my my youngest had a book that they had to write read that was about like how the evil humans on this or the evil people on this one planet like polluted the whole planet and it was dying and. I just had to like fact check it, <laughs> like fact check your kids' homework so they yep. don't get brainwashed. I wonder how much of this is overlapped with parental alienation. What is, is like, that like a is that a psychological well, condition? Yeah, well, during a divorce, what happens is like obviously we know the stats. Moms are getting the kids more often than not. We can argue about the reasons, doesn't really matter. And then mom, because she hates her bullshit ex-husband, constantly berates him, constantly talks about him. Rolo's article about promise keepers is largely from that, where guys are, you know, I'm never gonna act like my asshole father. And then they act like beta males and they don't get laid now. But for women, same thing. <laughs> so they, they essentially it's it. It's just weaponizing your hatred for the kid's father so the kid ends up raising with daddy issues. Now, I don't know. It's probably a lot of it is it's mostly just absent parents doing latchkey kid shit. Yeah. But I would be surprised if you found the most extreme. I wouldn't be surprised if the most extreme examples were tied to parental alienation. I think, I think it's a combo. It's a one-two punch because yeah. – you get the parental alienation and you talk smack about one of them the whole time. If they actually spend time, if they still spend 50% of their time with them, they're going to notice like, ah, no, nah, mom's full of shit. Well, if mom they just, can. Mom like just likes to run around. out of state and the dad can't get there. Now yeah, I get but, it. Yeah, if like, you get the situation the where the kid can't actually be around the person at all, then then I definitely yeah. see that playing So to the role. extent that's true, then there's nothing we can do. And this is just a cost of doing business. I call it thoughtrazone. Ask your dog, ask your doctor if thoughtrazone's right for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the female imperative, but I'm like, let's make it some kind of pharmaceutical drug because those have such a great track record of females. (laughs) So I um I wrote a book about this, all of this 
Um, it was my third book, uh, Positive Masculinity. One of the reasons I even launched into the third book was because I had so many guys saying, Rolo, uh, when is the best time to give your book to my teenage son? I don't want him to repeat the same mistakes I made when I was 15, 18, whatever. And about the first, I Jack's got it right there. About the first like two thirds of that book is dedicated to red pill parenting. And as John Fitch was saying, I noticed this as far back as like 2016 when I first started writing the book, um, is that you have to like most guys have to be aware of what's going on with their kids in the first place and what they're getting into and what they're up against. So the standard, you know, solution to that is, oh, well, just homeschool your kids. Well, yeah, I, I understand that that impetus. And I used to be really against homeschooling um, simply because it was more of like a pragmatic, practical, uh, you know, the aspects of it. But now I kind of understand it. I kind of get it. Right. So. I, I, but I don't think most adult humans are cut out for being like the teacher of their kids. Cause remember you're, it's not so much like about the, so, like people say, well, what about their socialization? That socialization is like probably the least amount of your concerns when it comes socialization to socialization like, is not excluded to education. I was going to say yeah. it's, 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 yeah, that's, if you're going to homeschool your kids, that should be the least of your concerns. I mean, it's a concern, but that should be the, at the bottom of the list. The real one is, can you do it? Can you stick with it? Can you keep going with it? Are you disciplined yep. enough as a, an adult human? Does your job allow for that? Does your lifestyle allow for that? Are you even capable? Like, is that something that you, you know, did you want to be a, you know, a, a grammar school teacher when you were a kid kind of thing? And so I think that there's, those are some questions that those, that's really where you need to begin when it comes to like homeschooling your kids. But um, my, my greater concern, actually the focus of that book was like, people kept saying, well, I don't want my my daughter to I want to keep my baby off the pole right I want I don't want her to go and become some rabid you know Lena Dunham looking you know feminist if I she goes into at 18 you know she looks like she's a sweet you know virginic like a bible study girl and then she comes out four years later and she's like oh smash a patriarchy and her hair's like fuchsia and you know underarm pits or whatever but that and I think we have that kind of impression that if we send our kids to a major university that it's an indoctrination camp it's large Largely, I can understand why that impression is still there. However, you also have to remember that uh, look at the enrollment rates for females versus males in, in major universities. Look at graduation rates right after that, as soon as you look at that stat. And look at the ease with which we give young women um, a, a, a you know, grants and, and scholarships and, and Title IX and God knows what else, all this special dispensation to get them into college in the first place. We, we try to, I mean, granted, it's, you're taking on debt, as Cappy will no doubt point out to us, but the the long and the short of it is we make it easier for girls to go to school than we do for boys. We, uh, we uh, There's a barrier for entry that boys have when it comes to university that women do not have. So, there that I, I, you know we have to take that into uh, consideration if you're going to sort of you know be a quote unquote red pill parent um, because you're if you're dealing with sons you're dealing with something different than you will be with your daughters your kids will be raised by pop culture 
Your kids will be raised by their teachers. Your kids will be raised by your wife, you, and maybe your step wife, your stepwife, your, your her stepmother, whatever it is, or maybe her stepfather as well, depending on what your level of involvement is and all that. These are factors that guys need to take into consideration. So when guys hit me up and they go, Rollo, I want to be a single dad. Tell me about exogenesis or tell me about birthing pods or something. I'm like, dude, you need, yeah, seriously. Like, or I want to get a, I want to hire a surrogate so that I can have a, uh, I want to be a single dad. I want to, I want to be a parent, but I don't want a wife kind of thing. And I'll tell them the same thing. I tell single females as a single women, mothers is that that is you're essentially hobbling that child. You're cutting off one leg for that kid. Because that kid needs a, both a male and female, conventionally masculine, conventionally feminine model uh, to sort of base its understanding of what gender really is about. And again, you'll find that in the, in the book there. But uh, I think as far as like raising daughters, you, you're running into a much different situation than you are if you're raising sons. The other part is this, and, and getting back to sort of John Fitch's point here, is that um, – one of the things that we do right now, and you will find as soon as the Dr. Phil show drops, you will understand why I'm, I'm emphasizing the word superfluous these days, because that was one point that I made is that we tend to view men, fathers in particular, but we view men as superfluous. I don't need a man, but I want a man. Now, carry that dynamic over into parenting. He's nice to have around, but he's not absolutely necessary. He's we only keep him around because he can, you know, the the provisioning and protection kind of thing or the provisioning side of things is, you know, is is key. But we don't really need a father around because a a single mom can do it all. Right. She's just as good as as anything. She's just as good a father as she is a mother. And this, that I think there's this superhero mentality that we have that is expressed in our certainly our divorce laws, our child support laws, our uh, custody laws. If you look at how we prioritize women when it comes to who gets to have the kid. In that situation, we automatically presume that it is the feminine and that it is the mother that is going to be the most beneficial. But statistically, if you go and you read a book like, uh, what is it, uh, The Boy Crisis, Boy Crisis, Dr. Warren Farrell, men, single fathers raise better kids than single mothers. It is right there, empirical data. You cannot refute that. That's the best thing about Dr. Warren. I got my problems with Dr. Farrell. But one thing he is not is he is not inaccurate when it comes to his statistics. He's consummate statistician. So when I read this kind of stuff and I saw and you point this out, women lose their fucking minds because the popular narrative is that men don't care. Men fuck them, get them impregnated, and then they leave. And that's the popular opinion when if you go and you look at the statistics, particularly for black men in the black communities who are black fathers, they are not married to the baby mama. But they are much more involved with their children's upbringings than they have ever been historically, certainly since the, the, you know, the sexual revolution right now. But we don't count that because they're not married. So if mom and dad are not don't have that contract, that that unconscionable contract between the two of them, then we say the father is absent. We say he's not involved. He's not raising the kid. There's no because there's no there's no matrimony there. Right. And so when we look at our stats and we say, well, where's the father? Right. When when the kid becomes a criminal, when the kid uh, isn't uh, is a drug dealer or is, has a drug addiction or the kid is suicidal or the kid is in jail for some reason, we don't go. Where's the single mommy? She's supposed to be able to do it all. How where where was she in all of this? We say one thing. Where's the dad? 
So men and fathers are superfluous right up until the point where the kid becomes a criminal. And then we go and we look for the dad because he's the one who should have been involved in all of this. And I'm not saying he isn't. But the problem is, is that we we conflate that man's that father's influence in that child's life with the fact that whether he's married to his mom or he's not. And I think that that should be the first place that we start if we're going to reassess the situation of involved fathers versus uninvolved fathers. They don't necessarily have to be married to the baby mama to be an involved father. When you look at the statistics of the guys who are actually involved and want to take place and want to be an active part of their kids, then this, the, the numbers go way up from there. But we that doesn't play in a gynocentric social order that is the United States, particularly this last year, which is the year of the woman. So we can only point all that shit out. So I think really what we have to do is you have to start and change the fucking conversation and say, look, it's not about like a married marriage rates. It's about involved fathers rates. And this, and when you start looking at that, then you'll realize that it's not as so, such a bleak situation as everyone wants to point it out. But then how do you do that when you go and you look at, say, someone like um, – what was it? Uh, uh, Riley Reed or Lana Rhodes or, or Mia Khalifa or God, whatever the next porn star is who has daddy issues. Right. We'll go. Oh, well, it's a, it's a failure of the father. No, it's a failure of a gynocentric social order that removes the man from the family, from the child custody, from everything except for we go and we want to pay. We don't have to pay child support. So I'm going to quote Dal Rock here really quickly. We have moved from a marriage based um, model of child rearing to a uh, child support based model of child rearing. So it's not about how involved the father is or the matrimony so much as it is that that, that guy is making his daily payments and monthly payments to make sure that that kid is, is funded. So again, that goes back to the same narrative. I don't need a man, but I want a man. They need that guy's money. They need that support. They're happy to have that. They're happy to have the child when the guy looks like he would be a good bet for finan a financial future for both her and her kids. And if you can say, hey, uh, you can be divorced. He's going to pay all the bills and you can go and fuck anybody that you can meet on Instagram. That seems like a way better deal than having to deal with one guy all the time and you're not getting your attention. You know, your attention needs met on top of that. So you've got a generation of mothers who were raised in this same gynocentric social order that are raising their kids to be the same people that they are right now. Well, you got a lot of women like being raised up with the thought of like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter John, that you. Clipping. Hmm? <laughs> me. Yeah, your audio. Was it yeah, just me? you're coming in hot. You're overmodulating, my friend. Oh. <laughs> How do I fix that? Just turn the volume down just a touch. Well, you, you deal with your tech issues. Okay, um, now? Well, let me, better? Yeah, that's better. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So what I wanted to say is that you get a lot of women being raised up with the, it doesn't matter who you sleep with. It doesn't matter how many you sleep with. And then they end up with one guy, get his kid, and then they want to go back to where they were. And then you get to the question, how do we solve that whole thing? As we mentioned before, get involved in schools and things like that. As a dad, knowing all this, don't you kind of have the job to do to tell your daughter very blatantly, honey, when she's old enough, of course, you tell her this, your sexuality and youth is the thing men want. Use it wisely kind of thing instead of scattering it around because then you're going to run into these problems and you're going to end up like one of these Mila Khalifa girls being like, oh, men only want the younger girls and blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe if you had invested into one guy instead of 100, you might not be in this situation. And I know it's kind of like 
asking the impossible here, but you know what well, I'm saying? Well, no, let, me, let, me, let me introduce another. Let, let me introduce a account because uh, let's say you do have a participatory father, regardless of whether divorce or not. The dad is there, but what Rolla was pointing out is where we have a gynocracy or a gynocentric order uh, society. The guys may just be simply outgunned. Where yeah. okay, you get married, you have full intention, you're gonna be you're gonna invest in your daughters, but now you only have your daughters half time through custody mm-hmm. or or a fraction of that. Or then also they're, they're married and in the same house, but they're still leaning soy. Right, right. You it, know, so you're, time, but and, they're still kind of soy. In other Two words, the father could be thing. putting in as much effort as he can, but in all on yeah, they're not raised just with dad. They got school. They got society, they got media, they got their moms. And I'm wondering if men are just, you got, (laughs) you're just outgunned in terms of sheer propaganda. And I've talked about before, you're you're not spending anywhere near the amount of time that the rest of society is spending with them. What that scares me is because we put such an emphasis on women. Women don't need men anymore. They got the welfare state. They got white collar work. They can, they could do all that. And so what I'm fearing is that even if the father is present, this is going to be an increasing trend where daddy's little girl, you may not even get to daddy's little girl where she puts on a little dress, has her pigtails and says, I love you, daddy, and gives you a hug. I mean, maybe that happens up until like, you know, 10 or something. But once they hit the teens or the tweens or something, already beforehand, you had a rebellious teenager. That was, that's, I think, programming in human uh, nature. But now I think once they hit middle school and the hormones kick in, you're going to have to be a super father mm-hmm. to go and make sure that your daughter doesn't start cutting her hair off, tatting up her face and all that. In other words, with nothing to stop it and with the influence being so lopsided and it being a uh, uh, pro-female and female now being defined by other women with absolutely no context in relation to men or what society might want. I think I mean, really, it's it's a scary thought that in the future, they're all going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Can I can I, I add a little bit of go ahead, John? I'll I'll come in after you. Well, I, it's something that I I take care and time and effort to teach my sons is it's okay if people don't like you. <laughs> it's okay if you don't fit in. <laughs> Seriously, I, I'm like watching. Hey, you know, hey, look at your dad. Nobody TV, likes him. See, and I refer to it. I'll right. be like, you know what? You guys don't have to follow this. You don't have to believe this. I don't. I don't care. You don't have to do what I do, but. It's okay not to support this. It's okay not to think this thing is cool. It's okay to think these people are losers. You can you can choose to do what you want. You don't have to go with the group. You don't have to go with the crowd just to fit in. It's okay. And I think that helps them out a lot because, <clears throat> one, I, I, I tell them the truth. Like, if they want to put on something stupid that looks dumb, I'll tell them, I love you, but that doesn't look very good. That, that outfit doesn't look good. Right, I'll I'll tell him if I have a daughter, she does something mm-hmm. stupid. I'm gonna tell her, I I love you, but like that's really stupid. Your hair looks dumb. You shouldn't have done that to your hair. You were much prettier before. Right. Yeah, that's you have to be honest. Be 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 okay with upsetting people. Be okay with being the outsider. Be okay with not fitting into the group. Because I tell my sons all the time, your average person, right? Average person is dumb. The average person is dumb. When you have that little little graph chart, like the one on the top, the most average is dumb. So when something's popular, that means a lot of dumb people like it. So don't be don't be swayed by popularity. I was going to say the other the other part to the other element to this is that, that in a gynocentric social order, we 
we well we have always done this we hold our boys up to a different standard than we do to our girls so like like just in general because i think on some level of consciousness like most fathers i mean with a healthy amount of testosterone or bloodstream most fathers realize that uh a man, they they understand a men's burden of performance and so therefore they understand that a man must become and women just are and i think that part part of that uh can sort of be relayed in just how we uh, we tend to pick up female, like little, like baby girls more than we pick up baby boys, right? We want the boy to be independent. We want to smack him around. Go, okay, get up from that, Johnny. Yeah, that kind of thing. That, there's that mentality anyways, although that's frowned upon right now because we want to call that bullying or we want to call that hazing or we want, in a in a more gynocentric way of organizing society, anything that is like masculine, particularly that is like uniquely masculine from father to son is shit upon Unless it is in some, it's only celebrated, by the way, when the father's acting as if he's feminine in some way where he's teaching his, his son how to be, how to act more emotionally available or vulnerable or whatever else. Or he's, you know, wearing a tutu and singing the theme song from Frozen. Then we will go and we'll celebrate that. But we will not celebrate when that guy says, you know what, you got, you got kicked in the teeth in the baseball game or you got kicked in the teeth in whatever comp- competition you were in. Get yourself up, dust yourself off, get back at it again and figure out what you did wrong and then come back and, and kick ass on the next time. We don't celebrate that. We don't say, oh, then we're going to we're going to build that boy up. Here's a father who's actually making a positive impact on his son. We don't want to see that because we want to say that 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 father is not training that boy to be more like a girl. And so therefore he's. He's toxically masculine. Hell, even the American Psychological Association would classify that traditional masculinity as a personality disorder. So when we live in a society where we look at anything that is critical of girls as being judgmental or let her do her own thing, she'll figure it out on her own. You stop being an oppressive patriarchal father. And then in the same breath, we'll go and we'll say, stop telling your son to be a, a to, to toughen, a, to, to do fucking better, to toughen up, start telling him to be more uh, emotionally soft and, you know, and, and vulnerable and, and all the, all the, the standard pablo and the standard bullshit. And when you're in that society, that's when you get things like Tinder swindler, Right. You got these girls who are like they're in their th- mid 30s. Suddenly they have they meet this guy who's uh, in, in by all senses, very predatory. And when I watched that, my first instinct was, where's the, where's dad? the dad? Where's the where's the cousin? Where's the uncle? Where's the brother to step in and say, no, bitch, you're not getting on that private plane to go to Belarus or where the fuck you went. And you're not taking out one bank loan, much less nine bank loans for this. Had there been an involved father, had there been an involved uncle, there would be no documentary because somebody would have would have stepped in. And I think that kind of gets back to John Fitch's point is you have to dare to be fucking like intolerant. You have to dare to be more judgmental. Yep. You have to dare to do stuff like that because if you don't, then your daughter gets to be 35, 36 years old. And she's like, uh, her face is all over the t- Tinder swindler. And she's trying to do a Kickstarter to make up for the quarter million dollars in loans she took out to give mm-hmm. to this guy legally, by the way, <laughs> you know? And so when you see stuff like that, it's not just about like, oh, well, she's a stripper. She's a porn star. There's much more devastating, I think, downstream effects of an un, like a guy, father, uncle, brother, cousin, nephew, whatever it is that doesn't step up and say, 
uh, no, no, sis, you're not going out there and doing that. No, you know, uh, niece, you're not going to fucking do that. I'm going to step in here and I know it's going to seem I'm going to seem like some chauvinist pig by doing this, but I'm going to save you from yourself in this sense. And that's to, what I meant to do. That is probably one of those most evil, most like anti antithetical to the gynocentric social order thing that you could possibly do. Yep. And that's what I meant to say, like, you, as you a guy, when you know all this. You should like tell your daughter that or your niece or cousin, whatever, tell her like this, these actions have consequences and you're probably going to end up here. So no, we're not going to do that. You will not do that. And probably as a dad, you're going to get shunned by a lot of people, her friends probably, or her peers, right, whatever. People. Yeah. But you need to stand you know? You need to keep your foot down. And Rolo, by the way, speaking of dads being celebrated, did you see the coal miner? Mm -mm. The guy who... Um, link up in the private chat. I'll go look at him. Yeah, that's a pretty dope story, actually. The guy just came off work as a coal miner to visit his son's first basketball game. What was that it that he he uh, got off a shift and watched his son's basketball game? Oh, yeah. They gave him like season tickets for that one because they thought it was so cool, wasn't it? Yeah, like he sits there covered in dirt, still in his, <laughs> still in his work outfit. I put the link up in the private chat. I see it. Yeah, I see it now. So then my a question I guess I would have then if we're going to be so anti anti male don't don't even there is now a um I I even read a couple articles where child protective services were called in where if we move on to gender reassignment surgery where um parents are trying to talk to their daughter daughters predominantly where the daughter says well I'm I'm identifying as this I want to go by these pronouns and they try to intervene. These kids are now calling child protective services on them. And there is a backlash when you try to put in any kind of fatherly discipline where they say, okay, yeah, you know, the, the child's a little bit young for uh, top surgery, but you really ought to use her pronouns or her new uh, pronouns. So mm -hmm. there is huge pressure socially. You're called a misogynist. You're called a tyrant, da, 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 da. I think there's also a lot of weak fathers out there that just want to like, oh, do hands off uh, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's, is there going to be anything to prevent these women from being taken advantage of? Because if you look going forward, first thing, well, you said it before, the first thing these girls do out of school or out of high school is they go into debt for a worthless joke of a degree. Yep. Then you get now they're in the clutches. I, I, I'll, I'll call it as it is. There's the, the, the education is merely a facade for most of these degrees. These are Marxist, anti-American, anti-male, hate-filled people posed as professors who want future voters and future yeah. leftists. That's all they want. And they also, I think, there's a, a genuine misandry and actual hatred of men, especially within women's studies departments and gender uh, uh, type of departments, where they get these new girls coming in, not only because they get their tuition money, but because they want to create, I don't know, it's really weird. It's like they want to turn them all into zombies. Like, we must feed on brains. We must convert. We must bite them and turn them into one of us. Like the Borg almost. One of us. One yeah, one, of exactly. Us. And now mm. these girls are kind of ruined. And then going down into the future, I mean, think about how, okay, fine. You know, the gynocentric order wins. You win. But what? All these gals do end up going uh, going into debt for regular degrees, advanced degrees. Then they go work. Then they go pay their taxes. They, and then by the time they're in their 60s, they're a used husk. And it's complete. And there is uh, 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 an actual victim, but it's the girls themselves. And then heaven help you if you're a 13, 14-year-old girl 
and you have your tits cut off because you wanted to be popular and your dad wasn't around or a society kind of uh, uh, skid the paths for you, slick the, the skids for you on that. Is there anything that we can do or is it kind of like, uh, you know, all right, you, you either get a good father and, and you're one of the lucky ones and then we just kind of, that's it. Or is it just going to be something going on in the future where, yeah, more girls are going to be uh, hoodwinked and been taken advantage of and become victims? Well, oh, dude, probably. Honestly, it will. Remember, remember yeah. in like the 90s and the early 2000s when everybody was talking about safe spaces and all that, we were always like, oh, man, when these kids get into the real world, they'll learn what it's really like. And we always had this revenge fantasy of them getting there and having a hard comeuppance. And then it turned out they all just basically run HR now. And now, like, the, the political theater is all about it. There's essentially enough of them that it completely shifted the Overton window to that's normal. This is what's going to happen here. Like, don't kid yourself. This is not something we can, like, pull us up by our bootstraps and fix. It's here. It's not going away. And when these people hit their 30s and 40s in 10 or 20 years, they're the ones going to be running shit. So I would say the only thing you can find and do that's probably useful is to think, how do you thrive in an environment when these kind of people are the ones that are making decisions that matter and if you can well, figure you could, that out sure you can, can you save see, them though no nah. well, and you can even see over you can't save other people yeah, yeah. you like, can even you're see not, you're not gonna bring society back you're not gonna win the west you're not gonna you know start yeah. building cathedrals and shit. all you can yeah. do is become the next version of the trads that we make fun of today that yeah. well, you can just hold your own have your own good life you know because if you're holding your frame that you got a woman who's going to be on your program anyways and then you're going to be two of you with that kid and your kids doing the things that need to be done and and you can only save your own world you can't yeah. you can't save right the whole no world. and don't get right. me wrong if, you if you're dating that girl family. you can fix her too remember lacy green that feminist in the 2000s <laughs> oh I yeah as an example <laughs> soon as she got a good boyfriend she fucking ditched all that feminist shit she was like mm -hmm. the, the the toy story meme like i don't need you anymore and she's talking <laughs> about red pills and like mra talking points a good who dick was the guy again girl i don't even remember who cares chris reagan yeah <laughs> something like I think that, that was yeah. the one <sighs> wasn't that him something like that so yeah if you like you can save one girl at a time and then if you got her on your side, like same way as like Rolo's girl becomes a San Francisco 49ers fan now that he likes <gasps> her, she'll I like you. And then you guys will raise kids. And then, that you know, there's a better life. chance of her deferring to you. It really just boils down to not being a piece of shit and having your life together and having good game. Well, I mean, those I, who want also, in your life will be good at it. We have this we have this misunderstanding that uh, I mean, I I. <laughs> oh, sorry, Raiders. I meant the Raiders. Well, they'll listen to Swedish death metal together. Yes. Are you listening to Ice Earth? <laughs> are, are you listening to Behemoth? That's the measurement, okay. people. Well, I mean, so um, and and I, I would be remiss if I didn't make this comparison at some point along the way. But like people think that I got a hard on for fucking Michaela Peterson. I really don't. I think I'm I got I, I would like to set the record straight with that per with with that person. Um, I think she's a bad mother. I think she has decided <gasps> that she doesn't want to be a mother. Uh, clearly, <gasps> I mean, she's for really since about like March or April of this year, she's been trying to outsource motherhood and trying to explain away why she is doing so and why we shouldn't be judgmental of her. While her father for the last, oh, I don't know, uh, six, seven years has been talking about how being a careerist woman and how being a mother are incompatible with one another. And yet people still don't still want to give her a free pass or they want to say, well, 
Rolo's. Rolo's just obsessed. Fuck him. You know, it's like, okay, well, fine. Great case study. Fine. That's fine. You know, do do what, you know, fangirl all you want, fanboy all you want. That's fine. All I'm doing is pointing out the inconsistencies and I hold up a mirror and you can decide to look into it or not. But uh, I will tell you this, if I ever go on Valuetainment and do some sort of talk or some back and forth with her, which has been discussed, by the way, um, that'll be the first thing out of my mouth. That'd be exactly the first thing out of my mouth. You are a bad fucking mother, and you're all about to see that. Choose violence today. I will. I will build a statue in your honor. Oh, I'll be the, I'll be the first thing out of that. That's why I don't think it'll ever happen because she knows I'll take her to the fucking woodshed if that's the case. But, um, <laughs> but, but the, the, the long and the short of that is, is that I think that what's even more damaging than this idea that oh, girls are going to go to college and they're going to turn into feminists that come out. The problem is, is that we sell women on this idea that they can have it all, and sometimes, well, actually, most of the time, having it all is don't worry about the judgmentalism. Nobody can say shit about you. You live your own truth, right? And so maybe your truth is to be a single mommy and to still, you know, try to have a podcast or do whatever, be an influencer, or do whatever the fuck else. It is that you're doing anything else except for actually being a mother to your to your children we don't point that out when that kid becomes sort of a, a criminal we don't go to single mommy after mommy's been trying to you know develop her influencer brand on tiktok or fucking in, or instagram when that kid becomes you know suicidal or ends up in jail we say where's the father well mom is mom's sort of ass out and then of course what we do is we say well it's the father's responsibility again that comes back to responsibility and authority and if you want a shining example of when i say men don't have the authority to affect that responsibility this is it right here so just what uh, what uh, uh aaron was just saying a moment ago most guys most most uh children who are going through the uh, gender reassignment surgeries let's just say are the um products of single mothers or the father is is either uh, cucked or beta, uh, uh, you know, blue pill beta, uninvolved father, or he's been removed from the home. And so mom gets to decide. And so when we look at a gynocentric social order where we're organizing a society that prioritizes whatever the latest, you know, madness of women is, is it any shock that we have people who are ready to go and do the most brutal surgeries because we think that that's going to be the right thing to do because we don't want, you know, we want to believe in social constructionism. We want to believe in the emotionalism. We want to believe in the blank slate, all of which are reinforcers of a female gynocentric social dynamic. So how are we surprised that this is the next step? And by the way, it won't be the last step. Now, more to your point, uh, Cappy, is this is, is there a solution to all of this? Like, how do we get out of this? Well, and men need to step up and man up and go and take the reins of power. Yeah, I would agree. There's two solutions and both of them kind of like look like war to me. One of them is, well, the asteroid hits or the hurricane hits or the war takes place and we have suddenly we need men and we don't just want men anymore we need them to be involved and we need them to go kick ass we need them to take to actually take the authority that we remove from them so that's that's scenario number one number two is guys need to just simply understand that if they're ever going to have authority in this life it's never going to be given to you you need to take it you have to seize it back 
You have to get involved and not just in like education, not just in work, not just in your career, but in politics and religion and every other aspect. One of the things that I always get run up the floor, well, rough, like, but I, when I get asked about, I want to use that term again. What I get asked about all the time is like, don't you think there need to be more involved fathers? Yeah. But you know what? We need also those adult males to also be involved in the political process, even if it's from the most local level. I'm not saying you got to go run for president, but get your happy ass on the fucking city council at least um, go and represent go out there and be the red pill candidate go out there and be uh, if, if your church has been overrun by women go get get involved and you want to see change then go in there and do so you say well they'll just run me out well fine don't go there start your own shit do something different because until we start doing and it's, I'm preaching the choir I get it but like there's no way you're going to be handed back authority even in the case of like the asteroid hitting the earth, that authority will be given back to you or it'll be expected of you for a while until the asteroid, we recover from the asteroid. And guess what happens after that? Well, we're going to take all that authority right back from you. So we have to have this different mentality about responsibility, authority, and how we're going to affect that. Because women will always talk about how they want a leader in the fucking household. Well, unfortunately, ladies, leadership implies fucking authority. So that guy gets to go and take that authority and you're not the one that's going, well, let's just give him a little bit here. Have to have some, we'll allow him to lead in the house. No, you're going to be with a guy who already has that authority and is already going to step up. And he understands that that is where that's his responsibility. So it's commensurate with each. I, yeah, I want to ask, add it's not leadership. just to the people uh, there's, cause I think a, a significant percent, there are people like Fitch who are fathers and they invest their time in their children and they have the balls to say no. Then there's a lot of fathers who are compromised because their wife will leave them or divorce them or all that. And I'm getting really fucking sick and tired of these guys, these cowardly men. We're like, oh, my God, it's your goddamn kids. And I don't know about you, but when do you Lester burn them up and say, fuck the marriage and go with the nuclear option where it is worse staying married? Your daughter is about to have her tits cut off. Your daughter is about to go live a miserable life, not to mention what your son's going to turn out to be like either. I'm sick and tired of these guys. You know, you've never been married. You're damn right, because I made sure I didn't get in this compromised position. But you are. And here they are like, oh, what if my wife this and my wife that. I'm like, you're just such cowards and weaklings that you won't divorce your wife. For God's sake, go to town. Go to war. Who cares if you lose everything? It's your damn kid. And I'm thinking like, until that happens, until he's like, nope, nope, I'm taking the kids. I'm going to war. I'm going to fight tooth and nail. Uh, I don't give a crap if you take half my shit. My daughter is not going to turn out into some purple-haired, tatted-up freak. My kid is not going to go to college for some worthless degree. My kid's life is not going to be ruined. And so, I, again, there I am sympathetic towards, you know, there are men like Fitch and da-da-da, and then you got the rest of society. But at least your daughter or your son has you. But then these simping, not simping, these these weak pathetic uh, you know she doesn't give me sex and oh you know she kind of got overweight and you know we've had our arguments it's like you fucking little pussy Mark like that. For, for, for fuck's sake like i i don't know i i don't have kids but by god if anything happened to my nieces and nephews they're dead i don't care if it's a teacher i don't care if it's a cop i don't care who it is if anyone were to touch my nieces and nephews, they're dead. Not, not, oh, well, I think that let the, let the judicial system. No, you're dead. 
you're fucking dead. And I don't care if I lose everything. And that's not there anymore. And so now I wonder, okay, are men, a certain segment of them, are you guys more afraid? Are you, is your fear stronger than the love for your children? I always love getting mm-hmm. these debates where, you know, why are women fat? Because they love junk food more than they love men. That's that's what their actions indicate. Yeah, and so I yes see this no. sub-segment of fathers where it's like your fear is stronger than your love for your children. Ain't disgusting. You're just disgusting, pathetic men. And the consequences, yeah. your kids are going to suffer. And so where, I, where I'm, I'm just like agape is I look at like I, there's a dad somewhere, somewhere no matter what, if they removed or whatever. And if you found out your daughter at 14 is thinking about getting top surgery, like I'm very libertarian. Like, Hey, when you're 18, you could decide that then that's fine. But no. And Oh, is the doctor, is that the doctor? I'd have a chat with the doctor. I'm like, mm-hmm. boy, it'd be a shame if your hands didn't work anymore. You wouldn't be able to earn a well, living cutting off people's happy. boobs anymore. It starts, it starts with the ideology. It starts with the conversation. It starts with the language that we're using. So like, and I've, I wrote about this, I think back in 2016, when I, I first started seeing like the idea that children as young as like three or four years old could understand their gender well enough to decide whether or not they wanted to be a boy or a girl for the rest of their lives at like four. I think the oldest it was was four years old. It might have been like three at that time. And I'm like, okay, I'm not, uh, I don't have a doctorate. I don't have a master's in psychology. I have, however, taken psychology, child psychology as part of my, you know, my coursework here. And I understand that children do not develop a capacity for abstract thinking until they are much, much older. You know, we're talking 18, 20, 21 years old. And even then we're still kind of wary of them, right? Mm -hmm. We have rules the reason why we don't allow, uh, you know, anyone past the, or under the age of 18 to, um, to vote. Well, there's a reason for that. We don't think that they can form abstract, abstract thinking is not quite there. We don't allow people, or at least in the United States, to drive a car until they're 16. Okay. We also don't allow, we have an age of consent. You cannot consent to sex until a certain age, depending on what state you happen to be in. However, we have this idea that after a certain age or before a certain age, then that per, that person, that young person cannot give consent. I use this argument all the time whenever like what female teacher is caught like diddling her, you know, 14 year old student or something like that. I said that meets the criteria for statutory rape. Okay, well, why is that? Well, because that kid cannot give consent at 14 years old. And when I'm when I bring this up, it always comes back to, well, what's the what's the norm? What are we normalizing right now? And for the longest time, really, as far back as like at least 2016, in my experience, we have had this conversation and we have used this normalization where we say, OK, a kid who's this old well, already knows if it's a boy or it's a girl and blah, blah, blah. And it's all it is, is it comes back again once to, to emotionalism, to social constructionism, to the blank slate and all of that. When you see that, when I hear stuff like that, I have to catch people now and say you're using the language of the ideological left you're using the language of the woke right now why are you doing that catch them in the act of doing that and say look words words can form what is it uh it's from george orwell it's uh if if words can um can form thought then thought can oh no if words can corrupt thought then thought can corrupt words 
or maybe it's vice versa. Anyways, the the point is, is that the language is important. If we keep repeating that same language over and over and over again, then we get to top surgery. Then we get to, oh, I'm, I think I'm trans. Then we get to, oh, uh, we have now what 20% of kids are identifying as if they're gay or they're trans. I was going to point about Overton's window. Yes, exactly. And so it's just going to keep going and going until some, some, uh, you want to know, I hate to even point this out, but you want to know why the, a guy like Andrew Tate is so, um, so highlighted Polarized. online is because he stands out as the purple cow in a sea of like brown cows right now. I don't necessarily agree with everything he has to say. And I know Ryan's got some choice words for him as well. Cause he's, you know, kind of a hustler and a huckster. Let's just be honest. But the re his appeal comes from being Han Solo, from being Captain Kirk, from being the guy who stands out. And that's one of the, I mean, you want to know why Dr. Phil wanted me on the show? That's why they wanted Andrew Tate on there because he's this firebrand and everybody wants to sort of string him up and pillory him. And the reason for that is because he's the one, he's one dude that's out there that is like been, if nothing else, bold enough to talk shit to the face of the, to, uh, you know, woke progressivists. I'm not saying he's a great model, but I had to answer questions on Dr. Phil about, is this guy really who we want raising our teenage boys? And I'm like, that's not the question. The question is this, he's one person, one personality. You should be raising your boys. You should be, you you know, the, the, the focus needs to be coming from the parents. It needs to be coming from, you know, all these other different influences right now. And so, like, again, in positive masculinity, I pointed this out. It's you're not just up against like Andrew Tate. You're up against Instagram, Twitter, porn, you know, Pornhub, your uh, whatever else that, they, you know, video games, marijuana, uh, you know, prescription drugs, whatever you're up again. And then you're up against whatever they're being taught in, in school. And as a guy, you have as a father, you have to be the one who's going to be sort of like the bulwark against all that bullshit. And you have to be brave enough to do that. The problem is, is in spite of an entire world that is aligned against you, you still have to have the balls to say, Fuck you. No, I'm going to raise my kid the way I raise my kid. 100%. Look up the profit for puberty blockers. That's pretty insane as well. Yeah. Well, there's certainly yeah, a financial. That that, that? That's a big part of all of the, uh, the trans stuff is the amount of money spent on pharmaceuticals in order to make that shit stick or not stick. Mm -hmm. It just keeps it up temporarily. Like you don't go through the transition and it's like, ah, I'm done. Now I'm a boy. Now I'm a girl. It's, you have to take massive amounts of pills every day for the rest of your life. And then that's, the antidepressants kick in. With it. Oh, dude, for the male to female transitions, look up the dilation surgery. Ooh, that's no. a that's a thing that you have to do for the rest of your life. If you oh, don't yeah, do I watched it when you're eating. TikTok and the girl's talking about how she didn't wasn't explained to her like the amount of effort and energy put into dilating her new vagina. It's yeah. like you have to do that every day. It's like, yeah, because it's not natural. It's not supposed to be there. It's trying to close itself up. You yeah. have an open wound that you're trying to force to be an open wound forever. They don't want to, they, they, what they want to do is they want to force fit social constructionism over the machine, over evolutionary biology. They mm -hmm. want to say, oh, well, it's you know, we're all special snowflake individuals and, and none of us are the same. We're all unique and but the, the, the fact of the matter is if you go, even if you have that gender reassignment, I don't know what the hell to even call Ellen Page anymore, he, her, whatever. The fact of the matter is, is that her brain architecture that is still that of a human female 
brain architecture. You're not going to get around that. I remember when I was on uh, Pat Campbell, we used to have uh, people that would come in, well, not me personally, but he would have people come in on his show that he would interview who detransitioned, who are going to be, they're going to end up being biological male and they, can, they uh, came back to being biologically female. Um, I guess maybe for females, probably a little bit easier to do that. <laughs> but uh, again, it's like, why, if, if gender is a social construct, then why do you need surgery? Why do you need hormone blockers? Why not just simply convince yeah. yourself that you are what you are, right? Why, why, why is any of that necessary? I, well, you can't hear, and here's the sad thing that I, I think is an overall trend that would explain this because um, I'm absolutely fascinated with laziness as a, as a human force because it explains everything. Why we're trying to print off more money again despite not working. Why we're always pushing for communism. It doesn't work. Uh, but more recently, especially with traits, uh, there's been a big push on the left uh to have people value traits they were born with or traits they were that they choose they make up you could be your religion i would also throw in there your your gender some people are legitimately not straight i would say the vast majority of younger people who claim not to be straight are faking it just so they have some kind of purpose and value uh mental disorders uh, i've talked about before was like oh i have whatever autism or all that it's like no you don't. you're just a spoiled little kid um, this is not to say that people don't have those uh, disorders or actual genuine traits, uh, but I think this is part of the overall trend where now it's like, oh, I might be trans or, oh, I might identify as a guy. And now I have my pronoun. In other words, none of these things are like you have to work really hard at like getting a doctorate in physics or anything like that. It's just like, oh, today I decide I'm this. And and they it's such an easy sell to young kids because they don't want to work. That, that's all saying. Oh, and, and already you got the idea of being popular in our day it was having Cavarishi pants and Nike high tops. And now it's, you know, go back to Lacey Green's era. Let's go back 10 years ago. Oop, I'm pansexual or the faux making out lesbian things. This is just now a continuation and an acceleration of that. But. Where I'm, where I'm shocked at, at, at just how pathetic and weak humans are, even if they are teenagers. You're willing to claim you like a different type of genitalia just to be popular. And some of you are going to go so far as to change your pronouns. And beyond that, not only to inconvenience you and everyone around you with that insanity, you're then going to go and get hormone treatment and get surgery on top of it. You know, and the I, ironic part of that too, Aaron, what's that? Is that disorders are actually a social construct. That shit that they keep blaming everything on. Like literally people saw Freud and they saw Jung and it was never really a science. It's always been kind of it's political. Never and, been. Right. Yeah, it's never been. Here's the thing though. They are officially the authority that decides if you're crazy or not. Now they've got methods and sometimes it, it maps to reality, but it doesn't have to and it doesn't always. And the part that I love about this is it's it's usurping the nation. Case in point, the American Psychiatric Association what do they kill? Ten years ago, they declared men were a disorder. Yeah, man. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Natural. Yeah. Now you have an authority that says that. And what does Canada do? We rubber stamp American authorities. It's like a very and there's we're not the only country that does that. So some international organization of people who only have authority because one day they just said they had it mm -hmm. are now dictating this stuff. And now because there's an authority behind it, people naturally defer to authority. So now, yeah. because for all you know. The APA had some man-hating feminist whose dad diddled her in the thing, and now she hates Song. men. She has a beef to pick. She writes some fake-ass paper, 
And now somebody's daughter is going to get some like new dick surgery because of it. It's kind of messed up when you think about it, isn't it? And it's all right. just, it's all made mm-hmm. up fantasy. But and the worst but, part what, is what, it's not useful. So it's not even a good social construct. But but here's where it is useful. Look at, like, I've always been I fascinated. Mean, it thins the herd. <laughs> well, it thins the herd, but I've been fascinated with the homeless because if you look at people who live in tent cities or live underneath, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in truly squalor type of conditions. Oop, hang on. got Let me get back there. There we go. Paul's in the house. Um, I'm amazed at to what lengths humans will go to avoid work. I understand that it was a survival technique back in the olden days. Food was not plentiful or bountiful. You needed to conserve your calories of energy. But I did not think that people were so afraid of work that they would go and change their their gender, that they would go and claim, or that they'd cut their hair and go against their natural uh, biological programming to be male or female. You get get paid to be homeless in San Francisco. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. But if you look at to to like the homeless, like there are people that will they'll suffer cold. They'll suffer heat. They'll suffer uncomfortable. I don't know if you guys ever been homeless or slept in a tent or whatever, but I'm I'm sure Paul and Ryan, you guys being ex-military, you have. It's not fun. But that that is the 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 uh, fertile ground by which this is this is uh, uh, planting roots. But I'm just kind of thinking, like, what does it do uh, for the individual people's psychology? It just ruins it. But if this is where 20 percent of zoomers identify as not straight like how when does this end and that's what i'm afraid of it's not because there are not enough fathers to uh to stop this what what did you throw up here rollo what do we got oh good old claire Who's claire linman <laughs> sorry I was, I was i was muted yeah uh, a study of over six hundred thousand adults finds that those who are transgender and gender diverse are six times more likely to have a diagnosis of autism than cisgendered adults. I should also point out that the incidence of diagnosing autism since 2000 has risen 178% since year 2000 up to where we're at right now. Right. So I, I say that's just desire. No one, wants, no one wants to use that stat. That is very unpopular. I like that could get me into a lot of trouble for like, sorry, maybe get you into a lot of trouble for posting. Why, that. why would, why would that get me in trouble? These are there. I mean, well, it'll get you in trouble because it's like it seems like it's uh, anything that is in any way going against that narrative right now is ruthlessly put down. So, like, you can't you can't even say the word like Transylvania on on uh, on on YouTube these days without like drawing. I mean, maybe not in your channel, but like, you know, if you're on Tim Pool, you sure as shit can't say it. Well, let me let me just so I'm so I understand it. We cannot we cannot talk about uh, transsexual or transsex issues in the context that it also correlates with other mental uh, anything that uh, would go against that anything that would in some way marginalize because they're now a protected class right so it goes against terms of service so so here's here's what then confuses me aren't people who are trans don't they face a drastic increase in the suicide attempts yes rate? And that's that's the tragedy okay and and i i don't hate i do not they're your fellow human beings whatever whatever choices they may have made should we not care about that we should so if we actually cared about them, which which I kind of do as a fellow no, they human don't care being, about should we them. not have a conversation about that? Not particularly <clears throat> now, but to care about it when you're on camera to get clout. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. they don't care about them. Paul, they, you they want a virtue signal. What's going yeah. on, Paul? You got any thoughts on this? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the biggest tragedy really with you know people who, uh, and I'm going to say, struggle with 
the transgenderism and you know not under, you know, not knowing or being able to not being sure of what their gender identity is is that there's a mental health component there i mean you have 40% of them that are you know we'll say self-selecting you know making a choice they can't reverse uh after surgeries you know what i mean it's not i mean i look i use this comparison like if i was like i really want to be a nba basketball player and guys, I, I'm an I'm an NBA basketball. I am the best basketball player. You know, I'm I'm up there with NBA level, right? And I and I walk around believing that, saying about that that about myself. And then other people say to me, "Yeah, yeah, you are. That's right. That's what you are. You're an NBA basketball player. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, we accept you for who you are." And then I get on the court and I get my ass kicked because I'm terrible at basketball, right? <laughs> like the reality at the end of the day. Somebody who identifies with a woman who's not, you know, by sex characteristics, a woman still isn't. Do you know what I mean? And there's a psychological component to that that has to be addressed for them. It's not a matter of hating them. It's actually a matter of having compassion for them. It's not about their choice either. They can choose whatever they want. You know, they can. It doesn't matter to me what they want to choose. It's it's a it's are they going to be mentally healthy and happy in their choices? That's the question. And a lot of them are not. And pretending that the reasons for them not being mentally okay is because we don't accept them is a farce. It's nonsense. And the only reason why people do that is because they want to pat themselves on the back. You know what I mean? For supporting something, right? For being woke. But meanwhile, these people are struggling in turmoil behind closed doors. And that's the real tragedy of it. You know, is to not address that, hey, you know, if you're going through this, that's a hard thing to go through and you need to, you know, address some mental issues with yourself, regardless of what choices you're going to make. Because I don't know if I was born thinking I was a different, should be a different sex characteristic and a different gender. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be a tough, tough thing to go through, you know, and, and you need to get a, something addressed. But if we say that now, all of a sudden. I'm a bad person, right? We need well, to ban my channel. What's that, Ryan? Do you know how many people this affects? Oh, we're talking less than two like, or three percent of the population. No, 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 no. But, no, no, but no, I would, no. I would say with twenty percent identifying, a percentage is not of a percentage, a percentage of a percentage is even bothered by this, and that's yeah. the other thing. It's such like an, it, it's a rounding error of a number, and yes, all the stuff we're talking about is true, but people forget that nobody is affected by this. And the ones that are affected by this tend to congregate in large cities with giant media presence. They tend to be online more often. Yeah. And so it's completely blown out of proportion. And then it, it, it takes everybody's time to talk about this issue. Everybody's well, so focused on the BPD chicks. Everybody's forgetting that there's like a, a giant swath of chicks that aren't BPD in the middle. Yes. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, that equivalent. Yeah. It's a bias, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, there's just, you have a bunch of people who are, you know, we could say, you know, gender typical or whatever that use the issue normal to people. normal people. Right. That use the issue. Live here. Yeah. Right, yeah nor, but they use, they use this. Well, I don't want to call them normal people because I don't consider woke people very normal in my, <laughs> you know what I mean? But well, they're they pricks. Want, There's you know, lots of pricks. Yeah. yeah <laughs> normal pricks. Know, <laughs> pricks. But they want to use the issue, you know, for clout. Right. I mean, to, I to make themselves feel better. And that's I, I, I'd have to, I'd have to disagree. 
because if we look at the polling data, 20% of the Zoomers think they're not straight or identify. Admittedly, it could be for, I know, Ryan, I know. They're not like legit, you know, and all that. They're like and, wiggers in the 2000s. They just say it because it's yeah. cool. Right. It pisses well, off dad. I'm totally gangster. Yeah. yeah. But, now it's just, I'm really gay. And you're like, okay. <laughs> However, this is not it's a phase. That, this, is, this is not a phase. This isn't like, Tiki, that was a phase and now, now I, I'm 17. It's this not is, a phase, mom. Yeah, well, that's what I'm starting to wonder. When does it not become a phase? Now you're going off to college, which is perpetual adolescence until you're in your mid-20s. Uh, do you have people who are like, oh, yeah, even if you're faking it. Let's say you fake, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to claim to be not straight because it makes me popular or whatever. All right. That's still going to have a psychological, a, a negative one on you, faking and not being something that yeah. you, you aren't. Well, what happened to the then, lugs from the 80s and 90s then? What are they doing now? Remember the I lugs, know, the lesbians and still graduation types? I would say it's different because your dad would kick your ass back in the day. <laughs> there, there might have been a, a slight presence of a father. But right here, right now, and I'm pointing this right at the left in general. They are making it so that everybody, either. hang on, there we go. They are making it so that the number one thing in your life is a trait that you have so you don't have to work for it. And getting back to what Paul said is where – is it is it that you are trans that you have a mental illness or is it no that's not necessarily it what it is is that you're trying to derive value from something that has no value a trait i mean okay you're you're gay nothing wrong with being gay but it does nothing spectacular about it either you need to have some kind of production purpose and value and reason in life and what we're doing is we're giving up pretty much now our third generation or they're trying to give a third generation of Young people, oh, your value is what? Your race, certainly women. That's why women are disproportionately uh, targeted. And it's like, oh, my God, you're a woman. That's just amazing. It's like you're half the population. You didn't do anything to earn it. It was the way you were born. But if you teach them that this is the most important thing and that you're that and, and you're set, you're done, you're going to continue going on through life thinking like, oh, yay, woman, yay, me, yay, me. And then, yeah, you are going to have mental problems. You are going to be depressed because you got nothing else except for the except for the plumbing you were born with. And so yeah, I think but you showed up to the new Marvel movie, though. That's what they need. Keep buying this merch, sir. Exactly, exactly. You, you watched, yeah. you were excited about Flatbutt uh, starring in Captain Marvel, <laughs> all right? Gross. Oh, Brie. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Like, okay, that, but my, that really? That's your excitement? It isn't Christmas time coming up and hugging the little kids and watching them write letters to Santa about all the crazy stuff that they want. Like, look at this. He wants a boat. You know, that kind Aaron, of thing. Someone is wrong on the internet. I have to correct them. <laughs> you don't understand. I have to. <laughs> what, I think. Whereas you're right, Ryan, there's less than 1% of people who are um, a, a trans, but that that's just one of many different traits we're trying to force and make the ultimate point and purpose of people's lives. And if you look at younger people uh, in terms of what's most important to them, it's traits that they were born with or claim to have. And I think that is a rep recipe for misery, depression, and sadness. Oh, and yeah. getting back to what Paul said, it's like, okay, you're trans, but if that's all you are, yeah. Yeah, are you are legit question? Are you legit trans or are you faking it because you got nothing else going on in life? And if you're faking it because you got nothing faking else going it to on, make life, it fake it. Well, but <laughs> but even that's it. really screwed up <laughs> because no wonder you got a four in ten uh, attention uh, attempt rate right. because you're lying and it's not good for you. 
And so that's that's where I'm I'm kind of My, uh, uh, fearing where this is going, uh, uh, culture and society wide speaking. I, I missed the first seventy five percent of the show, but my bigger concern when it comes to people's daughters, though, if I'm sure you, I don't know if you talked about this, I'm sure you did, is just the normal decisions now that girls make to like destroy their lives going forward mm-hmm. for their future. That's pretty much the premise of. Okay. Yeah, that's my bigger. Let, let me ask one more thing for the panel, then we'll get going here. Um, this is a, a younger. It, it's just going to get worse. My prediction is just going to go worse as time goes on, because this traitism where our where our traits are, are the most important thing ever is just going to be pushed on younger generations. Uh, what is this? Uh, what kind of ramifications does that have for young men going forward who are looking to date? Simpson thugs, man. Every guy has no idea what it's like to be a man. They've never had dads teach them. They don't have brothers teach them. And if they stick to like their instincts, they're either going to turn into like thugs and like be hyper masculine, like the Andrew Tate types, or they're going to end up being simps, the all female ally nonsense. And that's why, that's why Tate's popular. Cause all these guys see this hyper masculine wrestling promo caricature of a man. Even Tate doesn't believe his own shit. Yeah. He's drinking whiskey, talking about Islam. Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> Living rent-free in your head. It's like, whatever. But that's what guys are appealing to now. That's why they're talking about Marvel movies, because the, the closest they had to a father figure was Captain America and Jordan Peterson. And now they're having the problem that the 80s kids had, where my dad was a drunk. Now they're finding out my Jordan Peterson is hooked on diazepam. <laughs> yeah, so it's just going to be this constant separation into, like, two classes of men, like worker bee drones and, like, <laughs> the girls who pisses off Pat Stebnan by sleeping with his wife, you know, the stamp pickup artists. So all guys have to do is like, you literally have to reinvent the wheel, which sucks. But thank God there's guys like you and Paul here to let them know, like, did you know men used to be normal and functional and well-adjusted and <laughs> were men we? were men and women were women and we had sex and it wasn't fucking weird. And they'll be like, oh, this guy's speaking sense. Let's try this Tell thing out. Tell us another story, Uncle Ryan. <laughs> Back How was it? Yeah, back well, in my I, day, they wanted to impress you, so they put tissue paper into their bras to look big. <laughs> oh, wow. Those you know were I mean? the days. <laughs> like, there's going to be a small group of guys who's like, this is insane. I don't feel like being one cartoon character or another, and they'll figure it out. Most guys are just going to become dysfunctional dudes with their dysfunctional wives. Like mm-hmm. John was saying, have their dysfunctional kids, and it's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse. And unfortunately, we're too good at making the world safe, so nobody's going to die, the meteor's not going to fall, and we're just going to have to live in this weird clown world and realize that as long as you try to succeed, everybody else will get out of your way because they're too busy watching Marvel movies and stapling dicks onto themselves. So you're right, fucking... which is a good news for those who want to succeed, quite frankly. Yeah, it's good news for the small group of guys that, that watch nobody... this podcast, the alpha yeah. males, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> King is on here. I can't believe it. My heroes are get this guy off camera off of me. Where are you guys? <laughs> Any other advice for the young men out there going forward? Oh no, you, you know where to find it. You're not going to listen to me. I do right have uh, one thing I'm going to mention. Uh, just it's it's mm. just a thing. Is that my bigger concern really for this because I. I I feel like if you get on any of the content that we're all putting out here, you're going to do well enough with women and you can kind of have what you want. I I mean, I just, I feel that that's the case. You have to work on it, work on yourself, but that is the way it is. I'm not so worried about that for the dudes. What what my bigger concern is the dudes who have daughters. You know what I mean? I got a lot of, I have a, I have a son, so I don't have a daughter. Thank, thankfully, (laughs) 
I feel like that's this hard to do to do. Um, but um, I have a lot of friends. I know people have daughters and I've um, had this opportunity weirdly after a couple of videos I'd put out, you know, over a year ago now where I've coached, you know, 18, 19 year old girls, which was strange to me, you know, that they would call me up, but it was and the advice I ended up telling them were stuff that a father figure should tell them quite frankly. But, you know, they could see these couple of you know clients I've had. They could see the trouble in the sexual marketplace and and how they're really doomed if they follow the track of what their friends are doing. And they needed some practical advice to to just not do that and how to navigate this. And they have their own concerns too because men are reacting to the way that the marketplace is and the way that women act and are also and not being necessarily dateable. And not showing, you know, by and large, you know what I mean? My guys in my group are all dateable men, you know, but guys outside of the normal, right? Out of of that, the normal guys, they're not really, you know what I mean? They don't know how to show up and act like somebody that would be attractive. And the ones that are attractive, you know, they're looking to pump and dump, you know what I mean? Which sets a girl up for failure. It's, it's pretty extreme out there. So Mm -hmm. at any rate, I have um, for free on my channel, I'll put them in the chat again, uh, you know, two videos. If you have daughters um, watch those. And that kind of gives you some guidelines. I, I, from my perspective on how to try to set your daughters up for success in a practical way, not this be a virgin join the church stuff like that i'm sorry it's just not practical for most people today you know what i mean um but there's ways to do that to for for a woman to navigate so she can maintain her ability to bond and have effective relationship skills when she's older and she's ready for that you know what i mean so that's it that's all i want to say i'll throw that in the chat here in a minute but that's that i think is the most important is guys who are raising daughters you know what i mean we can't do anything about you know, the chick with 50 notches at 25 who, you know, has borderline personality disorder. Like, we can't do anything about her. But Paul, guys, I can save her, okay? <laughs> I can. You Let can. me do this. Well, Jack can. <laughs> Call Jack yeah. up if you're... <laughs> He's <laughs> any other right. insight for the younger men out there? <laughs> no, good. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, I will be... We'll be doing the super chats after this, so if you guys want to stick around... Uh, I'll stick around. Let's, yeah, let's sure. uh, quickly go through the panel real quick. Let people know what's going sure, sure. on. Jack, where can people find you? Uh, my channel. Oh, now. <clears throat> yeah. What? Back on Twitter. Twitter now. Yeah, I'm back on Twitter. I'm. I was every seriously. The jokes I had to endure. <laughs> Jack's worse than Alex Jones. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I know. It's like let's take do this quickly suspended. so everyone oh, gets oh. their stuff in. Cappy needs a nap. Cappy My uh, channel is in the chat. Go go over there. And I'm back on Twitter at Jack Napier Knows. There, there you go. All right. Thank you very much. Ryan. <laughs> uh, honestly, book two is almost done. It's coming back from the editor this week. Follow on the newsletter. You can get the, you'll get excerpts from it to see what it's about. See the ideas of frame and what you need to know. Uh, the cover just got finished. I'm pretty psyched about this. Now I get to do all the nerdy stuff where I pick like the typographic choices and stuff, Rolo. Oh, boy. So it's going to be good. You'll have a nice Christmas dinner where you learn why you need frame and then you can pick up the book after on Boxing Day and uh, enjoy it. It's not it's not fuck files. It's going to be a denser read. It's a big boy book. And it's not going to be an all through. black cover with uh, what Helvetica new as the, the. No, no, no. I'm not taking Clary's cookie cutter covers. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. She's a genius. She's a graphic design genius. Yeah. 
and that's it that's it for All me right. beyond that that's just normal good. videos whatever Fitch. yo uh go to jumpfish.net check out the uh sign up for the newsletter i've got um john fish knows nothing tomorrow night 7 p.m on the left coast uh i'll be watching some fights today and we'll talk about them tomorrow so nice. stop through and uh yeah we'll do that cool I like the new, I like the new look, Fitch. I like the new, I like the uh, Billy Ray Cyrus look. It's let's it, 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 <laughs> he looks less homeless. <laughs> oh man, uh, I will be on my show tomorrow, one p.m. Pacific, four p.m. Eastern. As always, um, I'm going to dig into a few things. On um, I'm going to leave uh, Mia Khalifa alone for now. <laughs> uh, if you saw my, my midweek, you'll you'll get the joke. Um, I. I will be uh, probably, uh, I think I'm going to do some comparisons, some like side-by-side comparisons of our good friend Jedediah Bila from back in March of this year to November of this year, because I will be in Miami starting uh, uh, the 5th of December. I'll be there with Mike Sartain. We're making the rounds uh, going to, uh, well, of course, Fresh and Fit will be on there a few times. Um, we'll be, I will be on Jedediah Bila's show on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and then we will also, Mike and I together, will be on Adam Sosnick's show on Thursday, and that's at his regular time of 4 p.m. And then we'll be making the rounds. I'm sure we'll get on with uh, Justin Waller and uh, God knows whoever else, but we're kind of doing a, I guess, a media tour, a press tour, like we're going to, to all the people who are like sort of our friendly uh, podcast to sort of announce uh, Access Vegas for, uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're kind of like doing proof of concept right now. I mean, Aaron was part of it. He was actually part of the third thank you for coming on by the way that was cool hang on um, with uh, mike everybody loved you on there man that you were like you were the uh the x factor on that show uh, but uh, it was uh, it was a good show um we've done three so far when we get into january we're going to do them a little bit more regularly we're doing them bi-monthly right now so it's two like every other week uh, if we can get it to the point where it's self-sustainable, then we'll do it every week. Uh, I don't mind flying down there once a week if that's the case and the demand is there. So uh, that's coming up. And uh, trying to think what else I got going. I think that's probably it for uh, for um, upcoming appearances. Uh, I am still working on the hardback version of the first book, and uh, the translations for Spanish are done. I'm um, just deciding on when to drop them. So that's that's me. Cool, Paul. Hey. Well, just go to apexmindset.net. I got so much crap happening. Um, uh, I will say, uh, redirect you guys too to those videos that they're in the chat. I'll put it in like the comment section too. Um, just, you know, for those of you guys who are raising girls and want to give good advice there, it's for free, you know. Um, but I got a lot of stuff uh, coming up here. Um, my year long programs ongoing. My, um, you know, I got a, an alpha mindset summit to work on your inner game. That's coming up soon, but I mean, it's all, you just, just get on my newsletter and, and get on my channel and you'll get all those announcements. Cool. All right. Well, if you guys want to stick around for the super chats, uh, yeah, we got that around. here. So we'll kind of bang these out. Um, Oh, by the way, me subscribe to my channel. I'm at 97,000 guys, 97,000, just 3000 away. Then, then I get my plastic my plastic trinket. Oh, it's not plastic. Oh, I have a new channel dropping this month. It's aluminum. It's gonna be Apex Interview. My 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 old channel still be up, but it's it's just banned. <laughs> it's just, How is it banned? What Apex Mindset is banned? Well, it is shadow banned. Anytime I get it, I'll watch the the and I, I've showed it in the in our private chat, but you'll see it, you'll see the the algorithms like some will start to hit 
Yeah. I'll cut it. I'll cut it off, and it won't. Oh. It won't Spending show. your wheels. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't Ty fit Juan, the demographic, I guess. Ty Wando for five euros. You may lose your daughter to womanism, but it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Cheryl Sandberg, probably. Phil <laughs> uh, Henry for five euros. Uh, the discovery of the internet by idiots was the singular event that started the decline of society. Yep. That's in book four. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's four? What's the subtitle religion. on that one? The introduction for religion. I talk almost a lot. Some good stuff in that one. I got yeah. that it's good stuff in all Red of them. Bill Thor. Oh, all of kindly, them. I like that one, though. Uh, if you guys kindly would uh, go and donate to Thor and Missy, yeah. his wife, who got in an accident, you can search Thor, Missy, GoFundMe. Uh, that will link because Thor and Missy are very unique names. Uh, they could use, they got medical bills because Missy was paralyzed from the neck down, but mercifully is no more. Uh, Thor for 10 bucks. The, uh, to the, the rule zero, because my friends. Skull, you savages. Is anyone here a friend of Th Thor has friends? When did we have friends? Did people make friends with Thor? Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Scary. Thor's the man, dude. We're he's a cool guy. I want to hear I want to have him on the show. I'd like to have him as a rule zero panel. Let's, let's get him. Let's get him. Thor, you want to be we all got his we all got his contact info, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get on yeah. the Webinators Club, Thor. Yeah, we'll get him in. Well, we'll we'll bring him into the Twitter. Yeah. That is. Ax hominem. Five years. We got a lot of Europeans here today. The greatest intergenerational transmission of left-right ideology consists mm -hmm. of parents who pass on their liberal yep. orientation to their daughters. Yep, stat. And that is, by the way, he's quoting. Uh, he's quoting a, a research from I want us. Well, I mean, he's quoting uh, Rolf uh, Dengen, but it's from research that show that proves that the uh, the intergenerational uh, left-to-right ideology is passed from from uh, to to primarily daughters right now. I gotta, I gotta imagine. Is yeah, it no. because the 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 mom is a lefty and the dad is just pussy whipped and, and right. you know, and then just was, oh, uh, yeah. it was also part of a research that uh, that that showed that uh, women, especially on college campuses, are more concerned with like uh, inclusivity and um, sort of, I guess, gender dynamics and like making egalitarianism. Let's just say uh, at the expense of free speech. Yeah, no, I no doubt about it. I, I, the the betrayal, for lack of a better word, where they just abandon their father and hate men, including their own flesh and blood, is is. I mean, we could go a whole uh, separate show on that, yeah. but it it just it it that's where I'm kind of scared of the future. Not that I wasn't scared of the future before, but I'm like, wow, like your own dad, huh? Just because you'll get some kicks out of it, huh? That that'll, that'll get you some brownie and woke points. Uh, the Blackbird, ten bucks. Cappy, what about having a more mask, having more masculine teachers? They get fired. They be they be immediately mm -hmm. purged. I yeah. remember substitute mm -hmm. teaching. They will not like your behavior if you try to discipline kids. You get. I got called more to the principal's office being a teacher than the kids did, and when I, than mm -hmm. when I was a kid. You, I kept trying to spank the eighteen-year-olds. Students are harder <laughs> spank teachers as well. I I actually ran it. You, know, you guys will see. Hopefully, they didn't cut this part out. But that was actually a conversation I had on the the uh, that daytime talk show that I was on that I can't mention. Um, but they uh, they were talking about oh we need more more teachers in the school. I think it was actually addressing Richard Reeves on, on that one. And I'm like, okay, great. How are we going to get more? How are you going to incentivize more men to be teachers to spend like anywhere between four to eight years of their lives so that they can become teachers so they can earn what 
what, $46,000, you know, starting salary, maybe $50,000 starting salary, and then run the risk of ever like having all of that investment just be thrown out the window. Yeah, you're working with primarily, you know, 77% of female teachers and staff. Right. No, it, it just, it's, it's, it, you want to talk about hostile work environment to just simply being male, not to mention the policies that are going to be dictated down to you by either the state or the individual school district. Men should not even bother going into uh, a teacher. Women shouldn't it's bother going status. into it it's, either. It's low status and it's low paid. And of course, there's no incentive for it. That's why women are primarily teachers right now, not men. Yeah. Uh, however, this might be difficult, as Roel mentioned before. What are incentives for a guy to do that? None. Mm. None whatsoever. Uh, let me we need to find ways to incentivize it, but it's not going to. You want to know what the solution is? The asteroid. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I went... get laid by being teachers. They'll join up in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, you don't even yeah. have to offer money. Just make it like a high status masculine career. Yep. Uh, Cabra Cabulus, five bucks. They are stupid till they start paying their own bills. Dads stand stern, Ben, but don't ever fold. Your girls will need it. I, I would cut them off financially. I mean, it's. You know, no, you get to, a job will make you a very responsible, mature individual when you got to support yourself. Well, but, like you're saying, don't be an enabler. Right. Yeah, that's but a, getting back to the point I made before about how society's just geared around women, they'll, they'll come up with a welfare state. They'll, there's plenty of scholarships. There's plenty of assistance. And like, oh, your dad cut you out. He's part of the patriarchy. You know, wow. It, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a losing uh, proposition. Uh, Sam Whiskey, five bucks. Most parents will relinquish their kids to the state. That is true. Yeah. More ways than one. Yeah. I I mean, I would almost have to say that's damn near 70% of the parents out there where it's just like, no, they just outsourced it. So we're only talking about saving maybe 30%. And then what percent of fathers actually got balls as a, you know, we're talking 15% by the time we whittle it down. Uh, Capricorn Cabulous, $10. You guys don't know how great this podcast is contributing to Value Society Dads. Have to be the mountain of society's uh, of society's storm when even when your daughter throws rain herself. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm increasingly happier and happier. I've had a vasectomy. It's just kind of like, eh. oh, TMI. <laughs> Red Hawk, two bucks. Driving back from the pheasant hunt. Be well, gents. That sounds nice. good. I saw so what he got too. He was posting pictures of it. Was he? Where was he hunting? I don't know, but he had he had at least like four in hand at the time. So, oh, that's a good catch. I killed one on my motorcycle one time. <laughs> it's a good job. Nice. Yeah. Pace. Are we caught up? I think we're all caught up. Keep scrolling down. Oh, Here, what'd you see? Mark Martin, five bucks, guys. I want to know what your opinion is on Balan. Balan. Oh, Balenciaga. Give it to him. Oh no, I can't buy Ryan. my Balenciaga clothing anymore. All right, ah. Ryan, are you, you're smiling the most. Yeah, yeah. What, what's well, because they they put a bunch of kids into their new ad campaign, and they had some paperwork for like child porn stuff in there and pedophilia, and everybody's freaking out. And I'm like, do you remember when Kiss? pissed off parents by like licking out their tongues and looking and singing about the devil it's more of this shit and girls have turned into like 1980s tammy faye crying on camera and then they'll still buy their balenciaga because girls don't give a fuck they buy wedding rings from like the severed hands of congolese children they don't give two shits <laughs> about these kids. Ryan, Ryan, it's Ball and Siaga. That means Ball is my God or something like that. In oh, dude, linguists, 
linguists oh, on Twitter God. are oh, losing their fucking God. mind over oh, that one. That is what? funny too. Is this Numerology it? Bros loving it too? Yeah. Is Balan? Is this a is this a brand name or something? Yeah, it's an Italian brand. It's the one they own like eight or nine different luxury brands, and all these chicks are. Remember when guys were like, Gillette doesn't like us, and they're burning their Nike sneakers and shit. It's the girls' version of that. Of Gillette kiss. boys will be. Kiss boys. means kids in service of Satan. Knights in Satan's service. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. it's amazing right. to watch Russia how gullible are ruled are. under Satan's hand. <laughs> yeah. Kanye's loving it because he gets to get jabs at Kim on this. Like my bitch ex wife likes them. She likes the child diddlers. And, you know, yeah, Kanye's. Yeah. That's the one thing he's winning on right now, which is pretty cool. All right, so they had they had some boiler they had some boiler template uh, kid porn like. <laughs> It was just this? like the kids were wearing uh, like a bunch of gimp suity type stuff. Just right. disgusting ad campaign. And, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's a disgusting ad campaign, but everybody's been nonstop talking about them for like two weeks, so it's pretty goddamn good. What happened to like little darlings or what? What was that one where it's like the the little uh, Islam girls were like supposed to be dancing and twerking or something like that? On oh, I forget yeah. the name of it. Oh, cuties. Cuties, that's what it was. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but the uh like that, like that was supposed to be like evidence of like, oh, they're a Moloch worship. Is it ball or Moloch now? I don't know. Moloch worshiping, baby eating, devil worshiping, Jeffrey Epstein Island going evil Illuminati cabal. And now yeah. this is the the latest the uh, latest seven hundred club. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, the world's yeah. filled with scumbags. Yeah, well, it's not though. They're playing scumbags on TV to get your attention, and it's working like a charm. It's just like all of it. By definition, how far are you willing to go, kayfabe? You know, like how far are you willing to go with that? that that far? What was the rapper guy with the satanic sneakers? What the hell? Oh, little Nas. Little Nas, man. Like, stay in your lane, little Nas. Leave that to the professionals, like Slayer and Behemoth, and (laughs) I mean, stop my culture, uh, little Nas. (laughs) Isn't the guitar player of Slayer like a church-going? Yeah, he's Catholic. Yeah, Tom, he's yeah. Tom is so insane clown posse. They're like evangelicals. it for us. <laughs> That's what I don't get, man. They keep going to this trough and like pissing off parents by talking about the devil or talking about pedals, and they fall for it every fucking time. She's every time. Thomas every time. And these, these chicks, man. Oh, they're so gullible. Thomas Vandenberg for five bucks. It seems like the best thing to do is not have kids unless you can ensure a two parent household, which is difficult to ensure in these current times. Well, ensure so. you as a good parent household. Is All, right. It. All right. Now quote. Uh, what is it? Idiocracy. Come on. Give me. <laughs> what is what is the quote from idiocracy? Oh, is it, I mean, the whole the whole premise of idiocracy is that the stupid people breed and the smart people don't. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, Sam Whiskey, five bucks again. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus in America, too. Oh, that's, uh, what's his name? Pop Tom Petty, right? No, but she's, she's not a Christian! <laughs> what is that? That's screamo bad. She's a Christian lady? Oh, gosh, that was, that was preem. going to trigger a lot of guys in the chat. That's her exes. <laughs> Before you go, I got a I got a new soundbite. Well, my first soundbite I added to this. But, uh, Digi Nomad for two bucks. Cappy almost full Hulk Hogan and ripped his shirt. No, it's, I got my pajamas on underneath because I'm sick <sighs> still. Such a high value man. You know when it's Hawaiian shirt day, Cappy. I got one for you. Okay, all right. Well, I'll wear some I got a. It'll be Ryan, Ryan has a whole closet full of that kind of stuff. Uh, they're put away for the winter. <laughs> Oh, well, look at this guy all organized. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when I get down to Vegas, I'm going to put pineapple on my pizza and eat it while I'm on the show. I'm going to wear a pineapple Sir. shirt, and then people are going to think I'm a swinger. 
say. <laughs> <laughs> they seen my girlfriend. They'll be hitting me up. Only <laughs> a lot of comments. More super chats. Captain yeah, there. Yeah, no, I I gotta kind of scroll through them. Well, they paid good money, man. Give them some. Give them some attention. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, One hundred Norwegian kroners. Wow, that's, that's from lot. Jack's people. It's conflicting getting flown out to seed women wanting non-jabbed and several STD standard deviations above average. Following one's biological imperative creates singles, mothers. Alternative is idiocracy. I'm it's a lot of big words in that. That is a I mean, dense statement. Right, I knew idiocracy would be good. Thank you. Everybody yeah. drink. I've always I've always said hey, that's your that's your opening line, right? <laughs> this guy's getting flown around uh, to impregnant women. He I just opens. How would that. you open? He opens with that on their Tinder, and they're like, oh, they pay "How would you open? Them. I am designed to impregnate <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm having to conf- <laughs> put forth the human race. Conflicting morals to fly out and see you. <laughs> Please breed. Are you I'm several? So speed- are you several <laughs> STD deviations above average? That's my opener. Uh. <laughs> Oh yeah, fucking! I cannot believe he's it's on steroids. Could you guys believe that? Tea. That veiny, <laughs> that large. I was sad. I had to filter. throw away all of my bu- my my bull testicles I had in the fridge. It's not oh, working. Man. There were people, people who believe the now. They just wasted it. I waited all those liver for nothing. Like, I tore down his poster from my ceiling. It's like people actually believed he was natty. That's the worst part. There were people who believed it. It's like, dude. Yeah, Mark Martin, <laughs> so, five bucks. Yeah. It's not just Tate. They look up to what about the liver king? Who's yeah. looking at the liver king? What's the liver uh, king? Probably somebody. That's the oh, guy. You know? That's, a, that's, that's a, he's a he's a pre, you know what entrepreneurial. Yeah, give him some. Yeah, wow. he's yeah. a smart yeah. like, He's doing better than I'm doing marketing wise. But what uh, the, yeah. what is he? He like he's lied about using gear and he's clearly so yoked. And yoked. He's really he's really uh, he's really jacked and you know uses a bunch of performance enhancing drugs. Obviously, they that. lied about it and people believed it. Yeah, yeah, telling people to eat raw liver. Right, that was but, what he did. Which is not liver. a bad thing, per se. I love Cooper's no, take on not. it, where he saw the guy's regimen. He's like, dude, that's enough for a horse. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't care about the natty stuff, but are you trying to kill yourself? Yeah. Can't wait from the Frame Force book from Couch. Oh, it's as good as you think it is, plus some. Couch? Your last book was fun. another guy for this one. Oh, this one's much. This is one's much more analytical and dense. This is like Rolo wrote this. Like it's there. It's there. Cool. No man. sailor stories. No, all action. Aaron will never read it. <laughs> they won't wear. They won't read it. Too many. Eli, ones. nope. Two bucks. Objective things are never disagreed with. Honestly, as all observers will observe the same objective truth. I, I wish yeah, that was true. That I would be nice. That would be nice. Fat girls are not pretty. Read. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I wish we could show those. I wish I could too, because but they're all insults from Atham. All right, we're oh, caught dear. up. That's it. That's all us. Right. Oh, good. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, <laughs> Jack, you want to take us out correctly? Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> Anybody got time for that?